we are in such a disconnected society, I think that it's beautiful when we take that chance to connect with people in real life and allow them to get to know us more and to understand these vulnerable parts of ourselves because that's what creates community, that's what creates love, friendship, all those beautiful things. Hey hottie, happy Friday or happy weekend if you decided to save this episode for your hot girl walk over the weekend. My name's Amanda. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest, the podcast. Today, as always, I sit across from the hottest podcast host in the country. Her name, I don't even need to say it because you already know, but I'll just (laughs) let you know just in case you're new here, is Miss Cara Aridi. Hello. How are you going today? Hello. I am. I'm going great. Except that I'm a bit sick, so the fact that you just said that I was the hottest podcast host in the country is quite a compliment, considering I'm in my sick era right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you've been sick for one day, you're like, I'm in my sick era. I'm such a sook when I'm sick, I just simply am, and I'm I'm happy to claim it, and Mm. I'm happy to acknowledge it. Mm. But anyway, other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. How are you doing? That's good. I'm pretty good. You know, I'm basically just like at this point just like cruising not cruising through getting through the next Mm -hmm. few weeks of my life and just trying to enjoy um enjoy the joy lovely Mm. that's amazing thank you so much anyway before we get into the episode do you want to tell me what you have to be honest about today sure thing so the thing i have to be honest about today is that i'm off the talk Oh, you're off TikTok. Yeah. And it wasn't actually intentional. It just kind of happened. Okay. So I think just over time, I stopped going on it as much. I will say that I've been going on reels on Instagram more, so I haven't mm. completely like stopped the habit of like scrolling through reels, but I definitely do not scroll for as long on Instagram reels mm. as I did on TikTok. So I'm considering it a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. A win is a win is a win. And like I still have the TikTok app, but I don't act. I can't remember the last time I opened it purposely to scroll, which I feel like is a bigger slay than if I deleted the app because it means that I'm like actually not tempted to go on it. Boundary setting. Yeah. You're in your boundary setting era. Well, it's not really because like I said, it was unintentional. I just kind of gradually stopped going on. But like, you know. Lovely. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I'm really happy for you with that. Thanks. What do you have to be honest about today? Well, I have to be honest about the fact that I quit one of my jobs. Mm. Life update, everybody. <laughs> I've been having a bit of a rough go. She's been having a rough trot. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I- I feel as if perhaps I am uh, working too much. Mm, What an interesting concept for you to grapple with specifically as someone. Perhaps this is not ringing me joy anymore. Perhaps this is um, ringing multiple bells of many conversations past. Yes. So as we know, I'm the queen of um, accidentally burning myself out when I think I'm fine. And basically, honestly, the past two weeks, I've been like, oh, my God what is actually happening. No, I'm not even going to say two weeks. I'm going to say month of like, I'm sure that people listening can relate to this. Like the new year starts and you're like fresh and fun. You're like, mm. I'm going to slay. I'm feeling good, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, all of the overwhelm just hits you. And for me personally, it's like when I think about how stressed I am or I think about how overwhelmed I am, it makes everything 10 times worse. That's kind of what's been happening. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to have a serious moment with myself. And think about what I actually want. Do I want to be working literally constantly and not having any balance in my life? No. Actually, no. I literally want the opposite of that. I'm an advocate for the one-day work week. 
<laughs> and I love how over the, over the course of this podcast, the work week that we advocate for has gotten progressively smaller and smaller. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Soon it'll be a zero day work week. Well, I mean, leisure all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Leisure and doing things from the heart, you know. Mm. But anyway, so... I've I've quit one of my jobs I'm finishing up soon and I'm looking forward to just having like more time to actually do things that I enjoy because lately it's just been like I'm so exhausted every single day and it's just not been very good for my mental Mm. health so we're about to enter a new era hopefully yes Mm. let's enter the leisure era yeah the balanced era yeah it's here it's among us it is so let's get into today's episode I am really excited for this one because when we sort of talked about doing this as a whole entire episode, Mm. literally so many people were like, oh my God, I can't wait for this episode. So yeah, really hope you enjoy it. Today we're talking about social anxiety. Yes, we are. I got there in the end. You do. You do love taking a long way around. (laughs) I do. Wait, I actually do. Sometimes when I tell a story, it takes so long and I can feel myself taking so long to do it. And I'm like... Oh my god, that's sometimes, actually insufferable. Sometimes when you even intro the episode, I'm like waiting for you to actually get to introducing me. It's like two minutes of you talking before you're like, and my girls. I could I could talk about so many things for so long. Anyway, we are talking about social anxiety. Um, yeah, it's come up quite a lot, I think, in like other episodes, just like, you know, as a passing comment. And I think mm. it's it's actually surprising to me that it took us this long to make it a whole episode because yeah. it is something that you specifically have felt and struggled with in your life mm. and it's a very common thing as well so there's a lot to talk about yeah with it so i guess the first thing we should start with is what is social anxiety and i believe you have a little definition i do have a definition in front of you. the definition that i've been given which i am now giving to you is <laughs> Thank you. it's the- giving <laughs> it is giving <laughs> Is that social anxiety is a chronic mental health condition in which social interactions cause irrational anxiety. For people with social anxiety disorder, everyday social interactions cause anxiety, fear, self-consciousness and embarrassment. Symptoms may include excessive fear of situations in which one may be judged, worry about embarrassment or humiliation or concern about offending someone. Mm. And so I think this can, like like it said, it can cover so many different areas of life. It can be like, you know, fear of intense and, and like, like it said, irrational anxiety. And by irrational, it means like, you know, more anxiety than like actually it should reasonably mean mm. like mm-hmm. to have. It could be like social situations like parties or like I know a lot of people who like don't like calling people up on the phone or like mm. going into like stores to get something or like asking people in stores for help things like that and I think a lot can be said for the fact that a lot of people suffer with social anxiety now a lot of people in our Mm. generation and the generations that follow us and I think uh, a lot of this I feel like at least a lot more people are experiencing it because of the way that we are so disconnected Mm. in general like in terms of like we're so connected in ways like through our phones and the internet and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but that also causes a level of disconnect because I feel like when we talk about like you know calling a store or having to ask for help like Mm -hmm. I know so many people who don't have social anxiety but really struggle with doing things like Mm -hmm. that because it's almost like we are literally not used to it and now like we even go to restaurants and shit and order through our phones at the table I hate it too I go to a restaurant I want a person to come over to me and 
Totally. Take my order. I, I like going to a restaurant because I like interacting with yeah. people. And and if I wanted to order on, on a phone, I would order Uber Eats <laughs> and sit on my couch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like it just it kind of ruins the vibe. But I yeah. hear what you're saying and I think that, um, yeah, a lot more people these days struggle mm. with it or at least admit and are open about struggling mm. with this. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Have you ever experienced social anxiety in your life? I mean, I would probably say like I couldn't blanket Sam and say I have never experienced it like I think gen like when I was maybe younger like in my teenage years I probably had a few instances where like the definition said like I was very scared of being judged like mm. it's irrational fear of like in a social situation like maybe a party or I remember there was a few classes that I eventually did at school and I was like with people who I'd never met before and they're like the cool kids mm. and stuff like that and I was intensely like scared of it but as a general rule I am I would never have I'm not someone who could ever like identify as having social anxiety like yeah. it's definitely not something I feel now I mean like obviously I do get nervous every now and then if I go to a party when they, but that's like mostly like if I go to a party where like I don't really know a whole bunch of people or if I'm in a situation that's like particularly nerve-wracking where I'm trying to impress someone or like mm. they're meeting, you know, someone who I've heard a lot about or who's heard a lot about, like things like that. Like yeah. that's not social anxiety because it's not like this um, chronic issue that keeps popping up for me mm. and I don't feel like that's particularly irrational. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that's a very like pretty natural thing for humans to get nervous in situations like totally. that. Yeah. And it's not like something that I can't overcome. Usually once I get into that setting – like this happened on the weekend. Like I was meeting someone who I was very excited to meet mm. and I was a bit nervous beforehand. And the second that like I met the person and I sat down, I like, I, I honestly forgot about the fact that I was nervous. Yeah. And then afterwards I was like, Oh my God, I was nervous. That's so weird. Yeah. But I don't think that's the case for people with, with social anxiety a lot of the time. Right. Like maybe yeah. you can enlighten, like what's your experience been like? Do you feel like it is something that you have been aware of for a while as being in your life? Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I can even remember, um, when I was a kid feeling socially anxious and mm. I think like I couldn't identify it then and I couldn't identify it as a teenager yeah. either but just like this constant fear of what people think about me mm-hmm. and I still feel it now to this day like it definitely has gotten better with time but like it still is quite present yeah. and I think that it's something that like a lot of children probably do experience but mm-hmm. also can't identify and perhaps yeah. don't have the space held for them to, you know, talk about it and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think the intersection of insecurity and social anxiety mm. is probably an interesting conversation. I don't know anything, like, in terms of, like, research or information about it, but, you know, if you're really worried about what people think of you, I'm sure that there's an element of insecurity and self-consciousness that mm. plays in. Like, if you're more self-conscious and, like, if you're more insecure, like a lot of us are when we're younger, for example, yeah. it would make sense that we would experience a lot when younger and maybe if you grow, as you grow, you start to get more confident and sure of yourself, it might taper away. Maybe that's what happened with me. Yeah. Like, I don't really feel it that much because I got a bit more confident. Yeah. And I'm not saying that every person who has social anxiety is super insecure. I'm just like, it's it's interesting to think about, like, how that plays a role. Totally. I completely agree. And I definitely have seen how it has impacted me. Like, mm-hmm. I think this idea with social anxiety of, like, the fear of what other people think about you mm-hmm. You know, I could feel this isn't how I feel, but like, for example, someone who is socially anxious could feel confident in themselves when they're at home, but Mm -hmm. then when they're in social settings, feel that fear of what other people think and fear that people are judging them and stuff like that. Um, 
So it is a very interesting conversation. For me with social anxiety, like in terms of over my entire life, I feel like it's something that has ebbed and flowed at different Mm. times in my life. But I do feel like it is something that has always been present and is definitely still present. Yeah. So when you go to a social, give me an example of a social setting or a social Mm. scenario that you would feel social anxiety about because you're thinking like, people going to think of me they're going to be judging me like what are the thoughts that actually go through your head is it like are they going to think I'm like pretty or is it they're going to think I'm funny are they going to think I'm interesting are they going to think that I'm I don't know they're going to like me like what's the what what's the thing I think like I'll provide a few examples from throughout my life so like when I was younger and I played netball I was in a a new club Mm -hmm. and there was like a lot of girls who were really good friends in the club Mm -hmm. and so I felt as though they were all leaving me out and like being I feel like it was on purpose if that makes sense you felt that in hindsight as well or at the time you felt that uh I don't really know how I feel about it but like in terms of (laughs) I definitely noticed how social anxiety played a part in that. Like it didn't even allow me to relax and be myself and try Mm -hmm. and make friends because from the get go, it was like, I'm scared of what these people think about me. So I don't even feel like I can try and talk to them. You're on the back foot to begin with. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And then I think throughout my life, like, you know, I can remember one time when I was in a new relationship and I was going to meet my now ex uh, boyfriend's parent, uh, family for the first time and I was so anxious Mm -hmm. the entire time of like what the whole experience was going to be like what I was going to talk about things like that I then still have times in my adult life where I'll make a new friend and they want to hang out one-on-one and I'm like Mm. literally racking my brain with like a hundred things of what am I going to talk to them about because there can't be any silences Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of this thing where it's like it can be really exhausting constantly worrying about feeling silences, about, you know, being interesting enough mm. to people. Um, it's also that thing of, like, leaving a social setting and then, like, constantly thinking about things that you could have, like, done better or yeah. whatever. Um, so, yeah, those are just kind of, like, a few examples of how I think it can pop up. And also being in public spaces alone. Ooh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, so, love it, but also, yeah. like, it, it feels good for the soul, but then it, it also... It's confronting sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I guess like that's good also insight into how it can affect people because like you said, like you can come home from a social interaction, like a party or like a gathering or whatever, and you're just racking your brains about what you said, what you did, like could have done something differently. I'm sure that makes people feel very lonely Mm. and, you know, maybe frustrated, maybe like, um, I don't know, really upset with themselves. Mm. Like, do you feel like that's, how how do you think it can impact emotionally? I I think it can just take up a lot of emotional Mm. space if that makes sense you know like I think that when it comes to social anxiety and a lot of people I know who are socially anxious can feel really I guess drained after Mm. social situations because it's not like they can be fully relaxed you know what I mean it's like there's this tension in the body and they don't get to enjoy it yeah totally and so I think that's definitely the way that it can impact people I think that's something to consider if you have friends who have social anxiety is that you know there may be more fatigue from social situations Mm, there may need to be you know just some like encouragement of like you know um perhaps if they meet someone new like how Mm -hmm. much that person like enjoyed spending time with them and stuff like that I think that yeah that's definitely a way that it can impact people Mm. for sure it's interesting you bring up friends because I feel like a lot of something that we have been 
asked before is how to make friends Mm. if you do struggle with social anxiety. And, like, I can definitely see how that's, like, a huge roadblock because Mm. if you're, like, so nervous and so scared of, like, being in a social setting and you're not able to be yourself and relax and really, like, let your humor shine through or, like, your real personality shine through, like, I'd imagine it'd be really hard to connect with people. Mm. So, like, do you have any – from your experience, do you have any tips for, like, how to make friends when you have – social anxiety yeah for sure I think like something I've been trying to lean into especially lately is the fact that everyone is human Mm. and everyone has things that they struggle with right like there is not one single friend I have that is entirely it's mentally stable (laughs) just say it (laughs) no there's not one friend I have that's mentally stable There's not one friend I have that has everything figured out. No, you know, it's not like, possible. Everyone's struggling with something. And I think it can be actually really nice to remember that when you're going into social situations, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to make friends as an adult, which I know that a lot of people come to us saying, how do I make friends as an yeah. adult? And the thing is, is that you got to remember that like you're not the only one that wants to make friends. Like mm-hmm. literally, as mentioned at the beginning of the episode, so many of us are so lonely and so isolated mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And like humans naturally crave connection with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that we really need to keep that in mind because I think when you're an anxious person and you're thinking about making friends, you can think that the entire responsibility is on your shoulders, mm-hmm. right? You can think that I need to be the one to like keep this conversation going. I need to be the one who is putting in the effort and coming up with ideas mm-hmm. and things to do and stuff like that. Yeah. But it is like a two-way street it's or 50, if you're 50. in a friendship group, it's like a however many yeah. way street. And it's, it's just important to remove that responsibility from yourself, mm-hmm. you know? It doesn't need to go perfectly. In fact, I've met friends for the first time who the first time we've met, it has been just like a kind of whatever situation. Then we spend a few more times together and then they become one of my best friends. Completely. And so I think that's really something important to keep in mind and just remind yourself that like there is power in communicating the way that you feel. You know what I mean? Like I've made new friends uh, since moving to the Gold Coast who are people who are anxious or have things that they worry about and stuff mm. like that. And I've been really impressed by the way that they've just like communicated with me about how they feel yeah. because it allows me to like get to know them better and support them and like... And also just make more room for them. Like it's, it's easier to understand someone. If you said to me like, oh, I have social anxiety, blah, blah, blah. Like I feel like X, Y, and Z in like a social setting. Those things that could be perceived as, you know, standoffish maybe or like, mm. you know, a bit more like, oh, like maybe they don't, they're not that interested because they don't want to come to my party or something mm. like that or they don't want to come out to coffee straight away. Like it's a lot easier. Like, okay, like, well, they obviously want to be friends, but they're just struggling right now. So yeah. how can we make it so that we can do something that's more comfortable for the time being? Totally. I think as well, I really want to note, like on a personal level, I am someone who notoriously takes a while to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> I use that as like the way that I explain things because like most of my best friends in my life Mm. are not people that I met and like instantly connected with and were best friends Mm -hmm. from day to like that's just the way that I get to know people and that's something I actually have really enjoyed communicating with new friends Mm. you know and it's actually allowed them to know me in that way and be like okay well you know if we're not connecting instantly and if she's not instantly comfortable talking about Mm. a million things like that's why and I think it's really created that space for like really beautiful friendships so yeah I definitely always encourage I mean we both always encourage communication. more communication really <laughs> yeah um, for sure for sure 
I think in terms of like keeping conversation going, which, you know, I think like I can relate to this on the level of um, going on dates and stuff like that, which I think is something that maybe a lot of people can also relate to. Like I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, because like obviously, obviously like it is a very different scenario and I haven't felt the things you feel, but I'm, when I think about social anxiety and how people feel as like with social anxiety, I think a lot about how I feel when I go on dates mm. because I feel irrationally nervous going on dates mm-hmm. and I think that can kind of feel like it's got like a more pressure on it, like a higher stake situation. And so I imagine trying, I imagine feeling that in like any social situation and like that would be exhausting. Yeah. And I think about when I go on a date or I'm going on a date, I, I think over and over and over and over, what am I going to talk about? What if it's a lull in conversation? What if it's awkward? What if it's silent? What if I don't like them? What if they don't like me? What if they're not good at conversation? Mm. And like you said, like it's a, it's a 50, 50 scenario, right? Like you are not a hundred percent in control or, responsible for making conversation flow Mm. but also i think like there's something to be said for like if it's an hour of your life or two hours of your life like you know you can just ask some questions you can make random comments like you can leave early if you need if it's not vibing like you can just like you said communicate and say hey like i'm i'm really enjoying this like getting to know you but like i just have a bit of social anxiety that's really why i might seem a bit nervous Mm. right now yeah my favorite thing to do when i'm in a situation where i'm like not really the conversation's a little bit stilted as i just ask random questions this is a thing i know that we don't like to be like super clinical about the way that we interact with people Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's nice just having a few little dot points in the back of your head of things that you can talk to someone about you know and sometimes i still even do that with like close friends when i catch up with them i'm like wait I feel like I have so many things I need to talk to this person yeah. about. It's almost like I have like a checklist in my head, yeah. not in a bad way, just in a like, these are the things that I know I really want to talk to this person about. Mm. And so I don't think it's a bad thing if you, you know, for example, the first few times I hung out with Cara one-on-one, I'm sure there was a checklist in my head <laughs> of like, what do we like? <laughs> what yeah. are the same things that we like, <laughs> That's so funny. Um, which can be really nice. Something that I really want to talk about when it comes to social anxiety, which I think you know that I'm pretty passionate about and and Mm. I like talking about is the intersection or the impact that alcohol and drinking culture has on social anxiety Mm. because I do think that there is a lot a lot of people in general especially again in our generation and the generations honestly probably before us and to follow it's just that we haven't seen it as, as as obviously in previous generations totally but we definitely like use alcohol as a way to get through social Mm. situations that are uncomfortable in some way and i think because of that for people with social anxiety and i talk from personal experience we can use alcohol as a way to cope with the social anxiety to release our inhibitions feel the rain in our skin no one else can feel it for you only you can let it it in i actually did not mean to start that lyric that's fine but yeah like you you become less inhibited when you drink alcohol therefore if you are feeling anxiety you know people can think like oh look if i have a few drinks i'm gonna be less nervous more confident more able to you know have a conversation have you ever like been in social situations where you've had alcohol in order to make yourself feel less anxious or nervous i would say not i had not done that consciously yeah but i'm sure that in some situation or another I have and again it's probably when I was a bit younger Mm. like um I probably have done it subconsciously like you know a bit nervous or like not really having that much fun at a party but I knew that like if I had a few drinks I would have more fun because I'd be like like I said like less inhibited and just like more like able to just do whatever without Mm. thinking about it it's definitely something that I um yeah acknowledged that I have acknowledged recently in terms of like I used to get 
either like I would not drink at all I'd get very 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 drunk Mm. and so even though it wasn't a thing like in the front of my mind saying like get drunk so you can feel more comfortable I definitely I'm sure that it played a part yeah what about you oh for sure I've spoken about in earlier episodes the fact that in my early 20s I think I realized that unconsciously I had been drinking Mm -hmm. in order to deal with social situations and I actually realized this in my early 20s because I my ex-boyfriend he wasn't a big drinker either and so it kind of just I had this thought to myself of like okay well if he's not drinking a lot of social situations I know that I'll have him and also I was like this will be a good challenge for me to just see how I can cope with Mm. my anxiety that comes up in these situations and I do think that stopping to drink for a couple of years was one of the best decisions I've made in my life because now I feel way more confident now in social situations Mm -hmm. than I did in my early 20s in my early 20s it felt like I could not cope with social situations whereas now I'm like I know that I can get through it it might be uncomfortable but you know you can get through it yeah and it's also made my relationship with alcohol a lot better too yeah do you um like how did you feel once you stopped drinking and you went to a situation that would typically cause you social anxiety that you would drink at Mm. how did you feel once alcohol was out of the equation it was pretty difficult like I'm not gonna lie and I think that to be honest I think that it would be difficult for a lot of people Mm -hmm. to really for people who usually do drink alcohol in social situations regardless of whether they feel anxious or not I think that it's something that can be so easily relied Mm. on I think that it's something that can be so easily relied on Mm. that it is, you know, I think it's pretty common. I think it'll be pretty common for people to like stop drinking and really notice how perhaps anxious or nervous or uncomfortable in some way Mm. that they do feel. So, yeah, I've definitely the first few times or handful of times it was very difficult. But again, so worth it mm. and I definitely recommend it if anyone out there is listening struggling <laughs> with a whole heap of social anxiety right now mm. and noticing yourself like if when we're talking about this if it's resonating with you I think it is a really good challenge to stop drinking or at least like don't get drunk just have a couple yeah. of drinks yeah to allow yourself to sort of ease into the you know I'm gonna be okay like I don't need to rely on something mm. I will be okay and I will get through this. And that definitely has helped me with so many other social situations as Mm. well, like after doing that. I just had a thought. Mm. So obviously I feel like we're all or most of us are familiar with hangover anxiety. So which is like, you know, you drink and this isn't, this is kind of like um, a a different aspect. I'm not talking about this in the realm of social anxiety, Mm. but like, you know, you get drunk and like the next day you wake up, you have fun. And the next day you wake up and you're like, Oh my fucking God, what did I say? What did I do? Was I stupid? Did I do this? Did I embarrass myself? Did I embarrass other people? Mm. People mad at me? Like there's a lot of anxiety that can come around from that because like we mentioned, like alcohol makes you less inhibited, which means you can do things you might not typically do right Mm. for better or for worse. Do you feel like if you have social anxiety in the moment, if you go to a party, for example, and you get drunk so you can deal with your social anxiety so you can be less anxious, do you feel like it still comes back around the next morning or like once you're sober? Like, I've had, is that an experience that you had? I honestly can't remember that being something that happened okay, for me. That's interesting. And I, I find anxiety interesting because I feel like a lot of people will admit to feeling anxiety. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think it comes from feeling like really... I guess vulnerable mm. that you that you were just completely I don't know like drunk and like doing things that you wouldn't normally do or say 
less in control of what you were actually acting like. Yeah. Which I guess maybe could be considered a form of social anxiety. Like, mm. I'm not too sure. But, yeah, um, I'm not too sure either. It's super interesting. It is super interesting, yeah. But, but yeah, it's definitely not something now that I feel mm. anxiety or have really felt that much. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did mention that... Um, a lot of the time when you have felt socially anxious and I'm sure when other people have as well, um, once you've left a situation, a social situation, you kind of think what you could have or would have or should have said Mm. about, you know, a certain conversation or what you should have done instead of what you did do. And like, you kind of overanalyze these behaviors and these, um, things that you did. What do you think, like, have you figured out any like great ways of dealing with that, of that, like... Mm mental like carousel going going around and around and around not really (laughs) um I think once again like I'm not an expert on social anxiety I definitely talk from a space of just like Mm. my experience with it but something that I will do sometimes is like bounce off a friend like if I'm really feeling Mm -hmm. like I can't soothe myself and stop thinking about it I'll say hey Cara was it really (laughs) weird when I said and I'd be like no you dumb bitch shut up let's let's how she talks to me (laughs) we're on the same page but as well as that I honestly feel like I realized maybe last year sometime that like people just aren't thinking about us as much as we think that they are like we think about the social interactions you have with your friends do you think about things that they might have said that were weird or anything literally no no. the only time that ever happens is someone says something that's genuinely upsetting or genuine Mm. like that's not something that you know you don't have that every single day with your friends every conversation yeah I also think it's important to remember that you are human Mm. which means you will not always say the right thing and do the right thing. No one does, whether you have social anxiety or not. There are times where you might make a joke and it doesn't land and people don't think it's funny. Or maybe you say something that could be a bit hurtful or might be something that you wouldn't, you wished you said a bit differently. And like, I think this is just the nature of having relationships mm-hmm. and, and also maybe the nature of getting to know new people as well, where you're kind of figuring out like where you, where your dynamic is and like what you can do. And like remembering that like you don't like, if the goal is to come away from a social situation having said and done everything perfectly, you're rarely, if ever, going to actually come away from a social situation feeling good. Yeah. Because it's just not possible as humans, mm. right? Um, like, I feel like every now and then, like, I feel so fucking awkward in a social situation for no apparent reason, for no reason whatsoever. I'm just a fucking dumb bitch sometimes. <laughs> and I do things that are so awkward and so weird and I make it weird for myself. And, like, every now and then, I'm, and this is different to social anxiety, but I'll come home and I'll be like, oh, God, why did I do that? That was mm. so dumb. But whatever. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. No one's judging you. Anyone that's worth your time is not going to be judging you for, like, a thing that you might have said. No. And I think, like you said earlier, Ducky, like, communicating to your friends as much as possible where you feel safe, that you feel this way, that you struggle with social anxiety, that you maybe tend to overthink afterwards will allow you to open up that space to talk so that if self-soothing isn't working, which a lot of the time you do need to kind of in order to self-soothe you need to almost like work with other people to kind of Mm. get validation for that thing like you need to learn that it's fine Mm. and then you can start to self-soothe a bit so you could like reach out to your friend and say hey like i said this last night are you upset with me or like did this come across this way Mm. and hopefully hopefully over time you can learn it's just you know it's just a natural part of being human in like human dynamics totally 
As I mentioned earlier, there is some beauty in realizing that everyone is human and that everyone struggles yes. with these things. And yeah. like even your friends who don't have social anxiety will sometimes overthink mm. things that they have said. I think I've maybe met like one person in my entire life who doesn't feel an ounce of anxiety. And I was who? like, literally how? Someone that I worked with and I can remember him distinctly saying to me one time, like, I just don't care. I don't know if I believe it. See, this is the thing. I don't know if I believe it either, <laughs> but I'm like, is that just because we give a shit what not, other people think? Not mean? knowing what he what, what he's like at all, not knowing or them what they're like at all, I'm like, I just don't think I believe it with love. Yeah. I just, like, never? Never? Never. It's giving sociopath. Something I kind of want to end with with today's episode is how to talk to your friends about how mm. you're feeling because, you know, I'm I'm very lucky and very privileged with my social anxiety that I feel like I can talk to literally everyone in my life if I'm mm. feeling anxious I can you know literally last week I was at netball I was feeling socially anxious mm. I was around a bunch of our friends and I could sit there and say to literally everyone of my teammates I'm feeling super anxious today so this is what I need right mm. now and like that uh, is something that I've been privileged enough to develop over time with like really great relationships but yeah. I think I think a lot of people do struggle with how to talk about these things. Yeah, for sure they do. Do you feel like you have anything that you would suggest as someone who like leans more towards not being socially (laughs) anxious? Have you thought of ways that your friends have communicated with you before or how they could if they were feeling anxious in social settings and stuff like that? I mean, for me, it's I'm happy to hear these like things in any setting, in any capacity, whether it's like, someone wants to like sit down and have a conversation because it's really on their mind and they want to talk about it in depth or whether it's like literally like a two sentence message being like, Hey, just letting you know I'm a bit nervous tonight because of X, whatever, like just, just wanted to let you know so that you you know can hopefully like help me out if I need it or something mm. like that. I think that having someone be open and honest with you, like if you are cultivating the right friend groups around you and like, like you said, like you have people in your life who you feel so comfortable expressing this to and I think that that is a privilege but it's also something that you've cultivated like Mm. you've created a group of friends and a group of people around you who are wanting to hear these things and who want to know when you're struggling and that's not an easy thing to do by any means like Mm. I'm not saying like just go out and get friends who are super understanding like a lot of people aren't Mm. but I think if you look for those people and you look for those like qualities and people and the ones that you feel safe with the ones who make you feel safe and you take those opportunities to talk and like talk openly about how you feel Yeah, like that is the best thing you can do. And I think also like maybe like this is going to sound super simplistic, but when people are like, how are you? Give them the chance to actually like learn how you actually are. Mm. Like if you get to a party or if you have a coffee with someone, how are you? I'm feeling a little bit nervous. Thanks for asking. Like, and they can be like, Oh, like, why are you feeling nervous? Mm. Like they'll probably look like, you know, be more inquisitive and like you can tell them a bit more about what you're feeling and how you're feeling, how it's manifesting for you. Yeah. And I think that using your own words in terms of like how it feels for you is probably the most powerful thing. Yeah. Like don't try and explain it in like a um, big, like, like don't do the, don't do the definition of social anxiety, for example. No, you know what I mean, because like yeah. we did that for the sake of the episode. But like, say like it makes me feel like this mm-hmm. because of this. This is what I worry about. Yeah, I think that's helpful. I totally agree. That's something I've really um, done a lot in the past. Is just try to sort of like, I guess, get the feelers of like how people mm. respond. Because you know, for example, I've had situations in the past where 
I can remember I was working somewhere and my primary leaders at my job were super understanding, right? Like I could say like, I'm feeling anxious, like this is what I'm struggling with at the moment, mm. just so you know, it might be affecting this part of my work, etc. And some people would be super responsive yeah. to that and very understanding. And then honestly, some people are not as understanding yeah. and just don't get it. And they're not your people. Totally. Yeah. And so I think that... It's really nice to like get a sense of how people feel about that kind of stuff, but it really is does come down to like trying to find that confidence to communicate how mm-hmm. you feel. And it can just be a simple thing like Kara said, I'm, just, I'm feeling a bit anxious today. Mm-hmm. And at the start, it will feel super confronting yeah. to share that so openly and so vulnerably. But we have to remember that it's really important for people to get to know us in this way to be able to understand how we're actually feeling. And as well as that, not to come back to the disconnected society (laughs) stuff again, but like we really need to keep this in real life connection Mm. before we all become so like literally don't want to socialize kind of thing. Yeah. Like I'm not (laughs) (laughs) like, I'm not even really joking. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's a whole other episode. (laughs) Yeah. Like we, we are in such a disconnected society. I think that, it's beautiful when we take that chance to connect with people in real life and allow them to get to know us more and to understand these vulnerable parts of ourselves because that's what creates community, that's what creates love, friendship, all those beautiful things. Yeah, and I think that it's important to remember that vulnerability is like a muscle, right? Like if you you don't work it ever, if you don't, Mm. um, if you're not used to being vulnerable, if it's scary, if you shy away from vulnerability and like saying those things openly to other people, it's going to feel really, really scary when you first do it yeah and it's gonna feel like you can't do it and it's terrifying but as you do it more and more and more you're going to find that it feels less and less scary yeah and you'll eventually you know feel really like probably or hopefully strong and convicted in sharing your vulnerability because you'll know that it's actually a strength and it's not a weakness totally something else i want to just add to that is that when you're communicating with people People can become defensive and can think that it has something to do with them. And again, Mm. this is just human nature. So something that I really love to do is like, for example, when I was with my ex-boyfriend and I was supposed to be meeting all of his family Mm. at this party, I actually ended up not going because Mm. of how my social anxiety was. And like to think about it from his perspective, we were like three months into dating Mm. and we were both super into each other Mm. and... I was just like, I can't come and meet your family today, like literally on the day. And thinking about how that would feel to him, that wouldn't have felt nice, you know? Could have been perceived as something wrong with him or something he's done Yeah, or it could have been perceived as me not being that into him or something like that. And so what I did in that situation is, hey, I'm really sorry. I feel so socially anxious about coming tonight. It has absolutely nothing to do with how I feel about you. I really like you. I really enjoy spending time with you. And I'm really excited to meet your family in the future. I'm just really struggling today. And I know I'm not going to be able to like be my best self. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, I would really prefer if we can do it another time. And that, again, allows allowed him in that situation to get to know me better. But then mm-hmm. also allowed him to understand how I felt and reassured him that it was nothing to do with him. And I think that... Sometimes when we communicate with other people, we do need to validate that part of them that is, yeah, you know, it is not about you. This is just how I am and how I've been for a long yes. time. And I'm sharing this with you because I do care about our friendship or our relationship or whatever. For um, sure. I think that can be a really nice thing to add if perhaps you're not going to something that would perhaps be letting someone down. Yeah, 
I think that's a great, a great point for Thank sure. You. Thank you. Okay, I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. Really nice to chat about this topic that I know a lot of people can relate to. Mm. So we hope you learned something from it. Yeah, as always, guys, we will be back in New Year's next week with a public episode. But if you'd like to support the podcast, we have a Patreon where we do bonus episodes. So we'll leave that link in our description and we appreciate any support that we get mm. for our teeny tiny little baby podcast. <laughs> we do. Thank you so much. Have a really beautiful day and weekend and we'll talk to you next Friday. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.